Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 225 of Game Time with Manny, now recording. Yes. Uh, as always, I am here with Matt. And uh, it's been another two weeks. I took a walk out in nature today. Nice. Before Very it started likely. raining, because now know, we're I in up, upstate hunting. New York, so obviously it's raining today. Yeah, it doesn't look it didn't start to rain here yet, but the sky is very dark, so I imagine it will happen very soon. Well, I, I am in, still in Syracuse. Oh and okay. it's raining up here, so it's definitely coming to you. Okay, cool. But yeah, the sky is very dark, so yes. there's that. Mm. Um yeah, we went to Beaver Lake and we walked the three mile trail around the lake. Have you guys gone to Green Lake yet? Uh no, I do not believe so. Should go to Green Lake. That's that's not like three miles, but that's a very pretty lake to go around as well. Yeah, and you would have thought that we were torturing Mackenzie's son uh, because just like twenty minutes, and he's like, "I'm starving and I'm sweaty. I don't like nature." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what do you mean? What is happening?" And then by the end, he was like, "I'm gonna die," and I was like, "Oh my god." We're almost there. He kept he didn't like seem to grasp the concept that like it was a loop around the lake. Okay. So he, he kept being like, uh, we should turn back. And I was mm. like, if we turn back, it will be longer. <laughs> we can't do that at this point. It's too late. We have committed. <laughs> uh so yeah, it was fun. That was very nice. Good, um, good. And it's probably good that he got outside. Um Yeah, for sure. If, if that's no. the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, which is weird because he goes outside all the time. He's always mm -hmm. like, I want to go outside and like ride my bike or just like run around in a circle like a psycho. <laughs> like, so I don't know why he was not feeling it this time. But uh, yeah, so that's what I did this weekend. Other than this past two weeks, I played a lot of video games. Oh, that man. I had, um, okay, there's two things I wanted to address before we really even started the podcast. Uh, First off, Manny, uh, we forgot about Mary Mountain. Mary, oh, the Christmas one? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I love Mary Mountain, and I love Christmas, <laughs> and it's alliteration. Oh, come on. That is, okay, that's true. The alliteration. So, so there's a lot going for that. it. There's <laughs> a lot going on there. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but now it's story time, Manny, all right? Okay, great. I can't wait. Uh, so last, last time we recorded the, the podcast... Um, but I, let me back up even further. I guess kind of move forward in the story. Sister mm -hmm. is currently process of giving birth. Okay. Uh, so, so she's like, she's like, so like she's, she's going to have a baby very soon. So she wanted like everyone to get like the DTAP vaccine. Okay. Uh, because I guess like if you like, it's just good to have that vaccine if you're going to be around a, a newborn baby. Uh, so last night at time we recorded the podcast on Sunday. The, the vaccine for that and then like uh shortly after that like probably right when we did the podcast i started breaking out in a rash oh no yes and like it just slowly started getting worse it went it went from just like my the arm that i got the vaccine shot in like my other arm and it started going like all over my face and my neck and my chest so it was just kind of like, like it just this. kept spreading and spreading I eventually got to the point where I had to like kind of like see a specialist or you know just go to the doctors, uh, and I'm thinking, God, I got a vaccine rash, you know. As it turns out, I got into poison ivy, uh, which was just like a weird coincidence. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I've just like had poison ivy, and I've been really itchy these last two weeks. That's the that's the oh, that's the awful. <laughs> I have never had poison ivy, but in movies, whenever people would get poison ivy, I would just be like, wow, that seems really uncomfortable. One thing that is uh, completely inaccurate from movies is like, it can take days later. If you've never had it before, it can take up to 21 days for the what rash the to actually show fuck? up. I don't oh, even know okay. when I got into it. That's crazy. Up to 21 days. Yeah, because I was like... I was like just hanging out on my my girlfriend's like couch, and we went to like Target and like Walmart on like Saturday Sundays. I, I I never would have bought poison ivy for that reason. 
Little did you know she's been rubbing poison ivy all over the couch. You know, <laughs> this is what happens. No, I've been working in my backyard and I've gotten into a lot of uh, leaves. Yeah. And like, so I was just like basically rolling around in like leaves and probably poison ivy. So that's fair. Okay. But you should see my backyard. There are flowers everywhere. I even got um pot and then it looks like it's sprinkling water but it's like everything's just kind of lit up and it's sprinkling lights onto like what's going to end up being like a flower bed wow yeah going big yeah oh yeah going very big my backyard <laughs> is going to look very different from when ever you saw it so nice i look forward to seeing it sometime yes and basking uh, in its light glory uh but anyway manny I, even with the um, the poison ivy, I have found to found time to play video games. So I feel like I am back okay. and I am playing video games again, which just kind of it's been nice this week. Nice. Well, that is good. First, mm -hmm. we can talk about the very little news. One of the stories is huge, but the the rest of it is news. Uh, Nintendo is one of the funniest companies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> They put out their marketing for Tears of the Kingdom has been like really weird. And they put out that 10 minute video to show the new mechanics. And then people were still like, this isn't really enough. Like, I don't necessarily like I'm not sold on this or whatever. And Nintendo said, who gives a shit? And then they announced that the night before the game comes out at 945 p.m. on May 11th, EST for us, uh, just uh, several hours before it launches on the eShop, they're going to do a Treehouse stream to let us know what it's all about. No. J just the day before, several hours before the game's release, as the classic Nintendo fashion. I... I don't know, man. It, that's that's just a really funny to me because people are still like, well, I don't know if I want to get it yet. And then, well, you know, 9.45 p.m. the day before Nintendo's got you. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. the even funnier part of that to me is the beginning of last week, copies of it started getting out into the wild and it was downloadable and it's playable on switch emulators and everything so people have been playing this for like two weeks so you would think that all of the news about it would be out there except for the part where it is so large and there is so much content that like it, people haven't found everything or been able to like do certain things still well, and if there's uh, so much to, to like spoil, then like not a lot's gonna get spoiled. If that makes sense. No, no, I exactly. Uh, so like I, I had been like not looking at like the story stuff or like specific like where you go things. It was more just like what is the scope of this world, and the answer is comically huge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so scared, but at the same time, I'm like. Fuck, I can, because my, the way my work schedule is, I don't have to go until noon on on Fridays. Yeah. So, like, I can literally just, like, just buy the game Thursday night, like, at midnight, just, like, start mm -hmm. downloading it, and then just wake up early, and then just play it for five, six hours Friday morning. Yeah. I just, like, and they made the Switch do things in that open world that seem like they should not be possible with the way certain Switch games like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet performed. I don't know, man. This game seems crazy. I'm very excited to see what critics think, what I think. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm really thinking like they overly complicated things, and that's going to make like the core audience love it. But I think like the general audience is going to dislike it. Uh, yeah, I th I think that could be the case. I it's one of those weird things where like people were getting really upset, and they were like, oh, like they reused the world of. I can't I, I'm not going to say any of the spoilers that I was reading, but it right. It is so much more than that. And also, it's one of those things where, like, if Breath of the Wild didn't exist, you wouldn't have all the ridiculous iterations that they made in this game. Like, it's basically because they had the foundation of a world, they were able to do so much wild shit with it. 
so it's one like, of those things where like you have to have that world with some pre-made assets to go off of to get to this. And I, I think like it's gonna. This is gonna sound a little weird, but like not a lot of games like reuse assets. Far Cry was one because it was like Far Cry Five, and then they made Far Cry New Dawn, which was like after the nuclear explosion. Yeah. And even though like I didn't, I, I mean I enjoyed Far Cry, but I didn't like absolutely love it. Like novel and a little nostalgic to kind of go like go back to these locations, but just like see how it's different. And I, I think it'll be fun in Breath of the Wild to go back to like these like like bigger landmark like areas and just see see what they did different because you know one Nintendo's of my, gonna shake it up. One of my favorite comments that I saw in the thread about the leaks was someone said, "I can't believe all the towns are in the same place," and someone was like. It's been like a year in the world of Zelda. What the fuck? Like cities don't move after a year. That's the worst complaint I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's terrible. That's... It's like it's the it's the same world, and yeah, none of the towns moved. Like, well, what the fuck? I what are you talking about? Anyways, uh, it's it seems really cool, and if people want to learn more about it without going into like you know looking up spoilers and stuff, Nintendo will have you at nine forty five. They they said they were gonna do like several different like focus on several different aspects in that stream, and they also made it seem like they might announce some things. So who knows? Maybe they'll say that there's a DLC season pass or something. Which who knows? Uh, but that that's this coming Thursday, and I am very excited to put a lot of time into that yeah that's oof. <laughs> as they yeah. said it's daunting but like i'm also thinking like i don't think i have a lot to look forward to game wise so like at least uh, for the foreseeable future so like i i mm -hmm. i'm okay with like really spending probably the next month or two just kind of like zelda so. yeah i i'm okay with that as well because, like, I'm just thinking, like, the next big one that I'm super excited about is probably Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's in September. Exactly. So I've got, like, plenty of time to just, like, really enjoy Zelda, so. Hello? Hello? Oh, you got really quiet. Oh, I don't know why that happens. This oh. recording thing is weird, but we'll see. Okay, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, the, the UK blocked Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard over the grounds of cloud gaming uh, concerns, which I saw a lot of people saying like they don't think that that's really a reason, except for the part where they were like making deals with NVIDIA about cloud streaming to try to make them go like, this is the great acquisition. I love it. Uh, and even though I think that there is not a huge cloud gaming thing right now, should Microsoft be allowed to have uh, like have such a ridiculous start by being able to like block call of duty and things from going to other streaming services who knows or is this just one of those things where maybe the cloud gaming space thing is overblown and this is just a reason to come up with to try to block this acquisition um it's it's weird too because the reporting around this people kept saying like that the uk was gonna say it was okay and then it wasn't so the the next one would be the FTC in the U.S., which I think is their decision will be at the end of this summer. So I'm curious to see how this goes. And Microsoft can appeal this and we'll they obviously will. But we'll right. see where that goes. I mean, like, it doesn't seem like this is a big enough thing to completely block it. I, I, I like just like all just like the cloud gaming space that's such a minor aspect of like the video game industry that like i just i can't imagine that like completely blocks this massive massive acquisition you know yeah but it is one of those things where like the possibility of that becoming much larger could actually matter could but i'm just like I, to me like right now it just seems like something's getting delayed 
This is more of just like a delay, yeah. maybe maybe looking for into a better reason. But like this, this doesn't seem like a, a big enough reason to block the whole thing. Uh, this just seems like a way to delay to either like find additional reasons to block. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, it also there's a lot more to it because Microsoft has Azure, which is their cloud client that like every business on Earth uses to stream content and do things. So like they they have a, already a huge presence in that space outside of video games so it's like i don't know we'll see we'll see how it pans out but in the end it could just be microsoft says well i guess no cloud streaming in the uk then or something you know? uh, yeah that's what i mean like it doesn't seem like it would block the whole thing it just seems this seems too minor like it seems like there's probably a way to work around uh, this yeah, minor little thing for microsoft yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but no one was expecting it, so the reporting around it was not necessarily accurate. So I guess take whatever anyone says about what the FTC is leaning towards with a grain of salt. But um, we will see how that goes. And then the final news story here that just came out the other day is Pixel Opus, the PlayStation studio behind Concrete Genie and other cool games, is going to be shut down as of June 2nd. Um, that sucks because I think Pixel Opus was able to make cool, interesting games and now not anymore. Yeah, but like they made cool, interesting games that just I'm, I guarantee didn't sell well. And, and it, it pains me to say that, but I mean, I don't I don't know. Yeah. And you know what else is no longer after June 2nd is Waypoint. I didn't write that on here, but Waypoint Vice's video gaming website uh, they were told to get fucked after June 2nd. So there will be no more Vice Waypoint. Which yeah, seems like a weird which seems like a weird time right after the release of Tears of the Kingdom, which will give them a ridiculous amount of extra traffic. But who am I to judge? Vice is also crumbling from the inside. I was going to so, say, like, I, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think like Tears of the Kingdom is just going to save like Vice, unfortunately. No, Vice has a lot of issues, but just listening to the whole thing is so fucked up because like their bosses told them because they were like they were having meetings about a, a series of layoffs. Their bosses were like, oh, you guys aren't getting fired in this round. Like it's mm. you'll be OK for another little bit. And then they all got emails saying you were fired. And then their bosses were confused and had to go like double check that they were actually fired. And it just sucks for them. And I think a lot like I think Patrick and a couple of the others are probably not going to continue to do games journalism after this. So, uh, yeah, with Patrick seems like he he's capable of doing almost anything else. So, Oh, yeah, he is. But I mean, he likes doing games journalism. So it's one of those weird things where but like there also are not like publications looking for the kind of stuff that he does really. And and I, I, it's like what he wants to do doesn't really exist anymore, sadly, in the video games sphere. Yeah, so I don't know. And they also don't seem like they really want to do a like Patreon thing from the sound of it. But at least they uh, have been putting out podcasts and stuff until June 2nd. So I will be able to hear them talk about Tears of the Kingdom at least. So. Is it somber or have they not done one yet uh no they've done several podcasts and most of it is them laughing and making really really dark jokes about how they all got laid off okay like one of my favorite was rob zachney hosts the podcast and at the end he always says like if you want more from waypoint go to whatever and his last one was if you want more from waypoint vice sure doesn't you can Aww. go to like it was just like, oh, fuck, guys. That was rough. Uh, so, yeah, they're coping with their problems with humor, mostly, which is good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it seems like they had also been bracing themselves for it to happen because this was like the third or fourth round of layoffs that Vice has had in the past year. So. Right. Who knows? But, I mean, that's always a bummer. And, like, yeah, I, there was recently several other video game websites that are more like less large uh also got shut down and things like that so it's like 
Yeah, I don't know. It just is a bad time for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's like it's kind of sad because like I still kind of want that, but they're just there. But there just isn't much of like that kind of video game coverage anymore, you know? No, yeah, and like both IGN and Polygon also do like popular media so they like talk about movies and like tv shows and stuff right and then it dilutes what i actually give a shit about ign does that way more than polygon but like yeah i wonder like is polygon like super profitable for vox like i don't know who knows ign seems like it'll be around forever and same thing with probably GameSpot. but you think so yeah yeah i mean games GameSpot's been around forever. It literally was videogames.com. No, know but I mean? like, I, will it be around forever? Because, like, is it even relevant? Like, I feel like at least IGN is more relevant than GameSpot anymore. Uh, I, no, I think GameSpot still is, especially for, like, reviews and stuff. Um, they definitely seem to be one of the most profitable things that fandom, fandom picked up. Like, I, I have no idea why Giant Bomb still exists for them. Uh, especially I, after they just laid off several of the people from Giant Bomb a month ago or whatever, like yeah, yeah, it's it's just a strange thing. Whereas, like to me now, those seem like the three like large video game websites it would be Polygon, IGN, and Gamespot. But who knows? I mean, people do have success going to the Patreon more personality based thing, but. That's definitely not for everyone. No, I get that. no. I mean, like, and that that, it, it, I think it would be cool if there actually was like a Patreon of like, hey, we're just gonna be like more journalists. So like maybe yeah, maybe something like that could work. But like, I don't know if a lot of people would be more interested in that. Yeah, and it was one of those interesting things where like Patrick seemed to suggest like the only reason that he ended up being on podcast and video was because like that's what the job pivoted to to require more of right like he he suggested like i would rather not ever do that <laughs> like i would rather just be writing all the time but the job changed and became more and he's like and i get that me saying these things and like talking more and being on video meant a lot to people but he's like i didn't particularly enjoy it very much and i was like all right well you know not everything is for everyone so right right i get it uh so yeah that's a bummer you know the studio closing sucks and waypoint closing sucks but video games continue to happen and they're getting bigger it's just like the way like they're covered has just changed so much they are i saw a graph of total gross revenue of like entertainment mediums and video games was like ridiculous and then the second most was books which was less than half of what video games made it's just because like books like like, are so like cost like they're like they cost basically nothing in comparison yeah and it was it, it was just one of those things where it's like how is it that the most popular entertainment medium is like not taken as seriously as these other things even from a like coverage aspect, it's just a bizarre. It's really weird. It, it really like yeah, because like, where is the video game coverage for just like the unfamiliar? You know, like some. Yeah, I, I I don't really know. Like there was, what was it the? I think it was a USA Today that used to have. They used to have video game people. I believe it wasn't USA Today. It was one of those websites. The, the, like the, Post website. def- the Washington Post definitely did. Yeah, I think, is that where Gene Park works? Yes. Really? Yeah, there was there was a larger team. Yeah, that's Gene. That Gene had for that Washington Post thing, but I think he is literally the only one now. Right. I think all I think all the other ones got laid off. But yeah, it was like, I can't remember, it was some other news outlet that had a bunch of journalists that they also laid off last year. Like, now I'm just kind of curious, like, my girlfriend... We we don't need to cover this. Right, I'm just kind of thinking, like, like my girlfriend, like, she obviously knows about Tears of the Kingdom. But I'm just kind of curious of, like, how she's even, like, learning about this stuff without... She's not going to, like, websites like, like I am and listening to podcasts, so... I, I just kind of wonder if yeah. people like she just kind of picks it up like whatever people are talking about on Twitter, 
and I, I'm kind of wondering if that's how like just like the the general public is kind of getting like like news of video games. Yeah, that is possible. I mean, and and it's one of those weird things too, where like the stuff Jason writes for Bloomberg is not geared towards people who don't know about video games. Right. You know what I mean? So that that's also another weird one. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, it's it's interesting that like a lot of those places like Vice and things are just like, no, nah, actually, we don't need this coverage. I mean, Vice is, again, is a much deeper issue. Vice is having a very serious time right now. Uh, but it, like a lot of the other ones that laid off people in the last like year, two years, it's just a very weird one. Right. So. And like, I guess I guess like Twitch is probably just getting even more popular, which I'm just getting further and further away from, you know, Twitch. Yeah. And just like YouTube personalities in general, like I, I guess I'm just like, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I do listen to kind of funny, I guess. So, I've been watching a lot of YouTube recently because my boy Mike Ross came back with a new YouTube channel. Does he have so. a new channel? Is he playing? What is he playing? Five? They they play whatever. Okay. It's so it's him. It's him and GN and Mike Ross is in Singapore for some reason and me and Nuki have talked about this it's unclear whether or not he lives there or if he's just been visiting for a really long time hey. uh, but they they play whatever like um, their video producer really likes Guilty Gear so one of the videos is Mike who because he was in top 8 of Guilty Gear a couple years ago he like plays Guilty Gear and GN has no idea and him and the producer are very good and GN is like average uh, they play some Street Fighter 5 the last couple videos have been uh, like developers of like indie fighting games, give them a build and then they bet on who's going to win. Okay. And like in the last one, uh, Mike Ross had to take GN to get frog, uh, which is apparently very popular in Singapore. They're interesting videos and they've been getting gradually longer and they're basically like, it seems like they're leading up to like, Oh, Hey, street fighter six comes out June 2nd. So we can already have like some of a following before, that comes out but it yeah they play all kinds of shit and to me the part where they're playing the games isn't as fun as mike talking a lot of shit and gn trashing him uh and gn is so funny oh my god he's so good anyways versus vortex on youtube they're uh they don't have many videos there's only like 10 right now and they're usually like 20 ish minutes but they're they're fun i like mike ross i like gn I hope that they continue to do it. They seem happy as well. That that's good. Uh, which makes me happy because I want Mike Ross to be happy. Because like I, I I've tried to watch some like some like <laughs> like some like YouTube personalities that I used to like, and I just kind of they don't look happy anymore. No, yeah, Mike definitely seems happy, okay. and GN is GN's great. Right, right, great. Right. He's a great. He's a great guy. I love him. <laughs> But yeah, he makes a lot of jokes about Mike getting fourth place uh, as is necessary. Okay. It's, it's great. Okay. <laughs> it's great. He just dumpsters them. There was one of the videos recently where they were like trying out playing Street Fighter V with a headset on and Mike could not hear anything GN was saying and he was just shit talking him the entire time. Great, great. Uh, and then Mike and then Mike took off the headphones and he was like, are you, what were you saying out here? And he was like, oh, I was talking about how good you're doing. And you're so good at this game. <laughs> it was just like, ah, oh, these two are great. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of that okay, recently. Cool. But um, that's it for the news. That's all we got at this moment. Not a lot has been uh, happening in like, it's I don't know. It's one of those weird in between periods because like Zelda is coming out this uh, Friday, Friday, Thursday night, and uh, you know, not E three happens in uh, <laughs> about a month. So <laughs> you got to save your sick announcements for not E three. Not E three, yes. Moment. Yeah, yeah, key three, as as it's been called, summer games mess. Whichever is your favorite. Uh, so yeah, within at least a couple weeks, we'll probably get some sick news. I know it's been like more or less confirmed that Sony's going to have a showcase around that time. Microsoft's weird showcase on the 11th of June, I believe, for Starfield and some other things. People really are seriously thinking that they're going to like shadow drop Forza, which would be wild, I think. At the same time, like, 
with Game Pass, like, how many, like, people are, like, gonna, like, buy it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Uh, Redfall bombed. I don't know if you I saw didn't, that. It, 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 that's so sad. It seems like it's got a lot of issues. Yes. I think GameSpot gave it a 4 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I just, like, I saw, like, 6 out of 10s for the most part. Yeah. Uh, which is a bummer. I... I didn't really look into a lot of the issues because I was personally not like a super, super excited about playing Redfall, even though I thought that it could be kind of cool. I, yeah, no, I thought with uh, Arcane, like it was just going to come out and be at least an eight out of 10 and something worth looking into at some point. But like, yikes. <clears throat> not be super great. Yeah. But. With that, we can get into the video games that we have been playing. Uh, how do you do? You want to go first? Do I want to go first? How does it um, work? I don't know. Uh, what you've been playing? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three and Jedi, uh, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, Correct. Which one would you have? Would you say you've been playing a little bit more? Uh, Jedi All Survivor. Because right. I. Be All right. There. So why don't you start with uh, Xenoblade? Everything I hoped for. That is awesome. In the story DLC of this. And actually, the scope of it and the size of it, because it acts like a standalone game, similar to the DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it reminds me of, like, Miles Morales slash Lost Legacy. In terms of, like, it is this game that you thought was sick, condensed down into a format that makes it seem better. <laughs> Like the the complexity of the battle system is toned down a lot for this. Like you don't have like four hundred jobs to choose from and like micromanaging all these stats. And because it's supposed to be like a twenty ish hour experience, it just everything flows a lot better. Um, and it might be the best Xenoblade thing so wow. far. Uh, but it did. I am like I'm doing all the side quests as I go, so I think I'm like seventeen hours in. Um, and I am like right before the final chapter, which I think the ch final chapter is basically just the final boss and then it's over. Uh, but I, I've been playing like every so often when I have breaks at work or lunch and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, re I, I really like it. And I, I think the main reason that it is so great is because you don't get a lot of the context for why the worlds of one and two, once they combined turned into the world of three. Uh, and so Xenoblade Chronicles three future redeemed is the prequel where you have the main character from the original game in your party. You have the main character from the second game in your party, and it gives context to how three came to be. And then it's possible that at the end you get some future implications. Uh, but I wouldn't know that yet. Cause I didn't beat it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's paced better the side, it makes the side quests more meaningful because there just aren't 17 trillion like fetch quests. It's all things that like kind of have more meaningful effects. Like you, you visit a lot of locations from those first two games, so you get filled with a lot of nostalgia. Those two main characters are aged up and are super cool and very strong. Uh, you get your really weird anime cutscenes. You're extremely convoluted. Uh, jrpg uh plotline stuff that you might have to look at a wikipedia page for because there's a lot going on but it it is very cool and for like uh a standalone dlc thing i think it is awesome and it does the same thing that the dlc for two did where it's like it tells its own very own compelling story but also somehow manages to make a lot of quality of life changes to the gameplay I think it really just kind of shows where we are in life that we just appreciate like something that is just tighter and like just like trim all the fat, just trim the fat, trim the fluff. And like we just want like a very good condensed experience that is like, a, you know, like a tight, like maybe like 20 hours, you know? Yeah. And it's just it's it's also just a weird thing, because like in the DLC for two, they made all these quality of life adjustments that then they just didn't put in mm. three. And 
And then this did a bunch of quality of life adjustments that I would bet they'll just be like, ah, whatever, and not put them in whatever the next game is. It's just one of those weird things. I, I don't know what their their thought is on some of this stuff, but it's just like the game is easier to manage and play as well, which I, I like. Um, yeah, so it is it is just Xenoblade Chronicles three, but with different characters and a tighter story and battle system. So it's very, very cool. If Nukia listens to this, he should beat Xenoblade three and then play okay. this. OK, he he will not do that, but he should. Uh, do it. You talking about DLC reminded me that I need to bitch about Horizon. Uh, because that DLC is only on PS5, which means these sons of bitches are going to get me to buy PS5. But Oh, shit. That's kind of crazy. Yes. I didn't know that. I thought you were going to complain about the reason people were review bombing no. it. And I was going to say, Matt, you can't. I don't do even that. know why people are review bombing it. I'm just. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. It's really Okay, stupid. good, good. I, I, uh, I'm just upset about that. But it's just like I'm going to get a PS5 because Spider-Man's coming out. And obviously I'm going to want a PS5 yeah. for that. So. Well, you it might be one of those ones that has a free upgrade. Is it does it not? Uh Spider-Man? No, no, no. Horizon, Horizon absolutely is a free upgrade. Uh but like the the DLC is only on PS5. Yeah, yeah, no, oh. that's what I'm saying. You're not going to have to buy Horizon. No, I will not have to like right? like the base game. Okay, uh, okay it'll okay. be like I just have to buy the DLC, but I also have to buy a, a PS5 to be able to a yeah, PS5. Yeah, so that, that's yeah I mean that is a, that is a that is a tough hurdle, but at least you're not gonna have to buy a fucking separate PS5. Copy yeah, that, that would definitely that would suck too. But like, I think my uh, God of War is also a PS5, so like, that is interesting. Um, so I, I'm just kind of excited because like I I kind of want to play that or at least experience that on the PS5, and because like I know it's gonna feel so much better, like just like wielding the axe with that controller, so. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I'm kind of excited to kind of replay some of those. So I, I PS5 is definitely going to be happening in the next couple months. But, you know, yeah, dropping yeah. $500 just willy nilly is not something, you know, I can do. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, like this week, I finally decided to like I was like the Islanders are out of like they're done for the season. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start playing some games again. And usually what I like to do is just kind of go back to my like tried and true. So I can just kind of talk about like a couple that I didn't beat uh, just like very quickly. Uh, so I'm playing Uncharted because I love Uncharted and I'm playing like XCOM. Um, but I'm playing Uncharted on the PS3 this time because I've never played the first one on PS3. Nice. Uh, okay. uh, Manny, it's kind of rough. Um I know. I played it on PS3 at the time. I want to give uh, like uh, Bluepoint like a lot of cr- chops. They did a great job making the first one playable on P- PS4. I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is unplayable. Well, they, took out the, they took out the six axis grenade control. Probably. I guess, and like when you're walking over logs, you have to like steady your controller, like balance. Oh yeah. Um, and then like you can't change this to shoot. It's L1 and R1. Uh, which is just feels bad. And then obviously there's no rumble controls, so that feels bad. Um, mm. And then it's just like the jumping mechanics are not quite there. That's not as tight. Like, Blue Point definitely tightened that up. And then also just like um, Gears of War hadn't, like, it had come out by the time this game came out, but it didn't influence the game and games industry yet. So, like, the cover mechanics don't quite work as well. But I'm still going to make my way through it. I'm not saying it's unplayable. Getting some nostalgia out of it with, like, the music, graphics, like, they do not look great, obviously, on, like, the PS, the base PS3. But still, I, I, I'm enjoying playing it, but, it, like, it is definitely a rougher experience than, like, I, I just want to give Bluepoint a lot of props. I think they did a fantastic job with the, the, the remake. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm also playing XCOM Enemy Within, uh, which is the DLC to Enemy with Unknown that came out like a year later. So I've never yes. played this. Um, oh, I got uh, So like, um, like a big, big change is the, uh, it's called Meld. 
mechanic and then like you can kind of like take your soldiers and meld them you can either give them like alien properties since i i gave one hmm. character like alien eyes uh but then okay. also like you can meld them into like metal and basically turn them into mechs okay. so like this time i decided to do something different as well where i created people i know Oh, uh, so, yeah. like, naturally, Manny, like, you and Nukio, you're in mechs right now. Oh, Because, like, I, like you wouldn't would want be. it any other way, right? <laughs> no, and yeah, so, like, perfect. You, you, you two are in mechs, and, like, their mechs are two different things. Like, you can either have one that, like, gets up close and punches people uh, as, like, their special attack, or you can have one with fire. And Manny, you're the one who just runs up on people and just punches them. Obviously, I'd have the fire in that case. Um, I have to say this. The new main character of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 punches people. Is that unique? And that's great. Okay. Yeah, no one else does. And he also has a catchphrase where he constantly says, I'm feeling full of beans. Okay. Uh, and that's a British saying, apparently. And I love that. Okay, I didn't, I didn't so, know it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10 okay. experience. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to admit something. Like... Like, I was able to meld early on, and then I was, like, shocked, and I was like, why, why am I shocked about this? Like, one of the aliens was melded, and then it was, like, a mech as well. So, like, oh, yeah. like that adds, like, a whole other aspect. Like, now the aliens can do, like, the melding as well. So I'm kind of excited uh, about uh, where that's going to go, so... Um, the other thing I just wanted to say is, like, the game, like... And this, is, this has been on the base game as well, like... Like, after your characters hit a certain level, it'll give them a nickname. And I created my grandma, yeah. and then her nickname is Cargo, and I just think that's so funny that my grandma... I just keep, like, like calling her Cargo in the game. I, I don't know. That's that that, It's just funny to me. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I'm enjoying cool. my time with XCOM. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely stressful, uh, but, like, it, it is definitely well-made, and I, I'm kind of enjoying all the changes they made to the, to the base game, so... Yeah. Uh, but then why don't you tell me about uh, Jedi's Fallen Survivor? Because I've heard a lot about this game and it seems like it seems like it needed a little bit more time uh, uh, to just kind of round out some edges. But I'm kind of curious what you think. Uh, not in the same way as the first one. OK, uh, so I beat Jedi Survivor this past Friday. And I will preface with this saying that this 100% would have been my game of the year if Zelda and Final Fantasy 16 were not coming out this year. Wow. Um, it takes that first game and just basically improves upon literally every aspect of it. Um, whereas, so like in the first game at launch, I had issues of like, oh, I just fell through the world or like this enemy is flying around the screen and I need to kill it and I can't or like just weird fucking bug stuff that stops your progress in the game. The stuff in this one that is a problem is performance. Um, and it's not, to me, it was not that big a deal. I immediately put it on the performance setting on PS5, which in theory would make the graphics slightly worse, but improve the frame rate. The frame rate still hitches sometimes, especially in the open world. Uh, if you're near water, they put out a patch for Series X and PS5 that, uh, improved that frame rate quite a bit. And it's always totally fine if you are in, um, like, a closed spaces. And I know that it would not bother you, um, it, because, like, it's, I don't know, it's very rarely, like, going from 30 to, like, nothing. Right. Uh, it's usually going from, like, 30 to, like, 27. Okay. Uh, and so, like, it's not, it's not the worst, especially now after the patch. To me, it never seemed that bad. Uh, I, I was able, I, people have been saying they've had a crash all the time. I only had a crash once and it was because of something I did. Okay. Uh, weirdly, because I have it on performance mode, the game is supposed to run at 60 and runs at 60 most of the time. Right. And all the cutscenes were 30 frames a second. And I thought that that was like, uh, a, a design choice. 
but people figured out that if you pause in the cutscenes, the toggle for performance mode is turned off so that it goes back to the quality mode for every cinematic. And you can turn it on, but I found out that the reason they turned it off is because sometimes it will just okay. crash in quality mode if it's going at 60 frames <clears throat> a second. So the first time I did that, it was like, whoa, this looks really good, and then it crashed immediately. Uh, and so then I just stopped fucking with it after that. I assume they will fix that at some point, but a lot of the stuff that is janky or what people are complaining about is performance stuff. And on the PC, it's like fucked. They had to respawn, had to put out a statement saying like that they were sorry for the state of the PC release. Basically like a lot of, a lot of people couldn't get it to run. Uh, it has all kinds of fucking wild issues. Like screen tearing is absurdly awful it's just so many problems and it's weird because this is like the recent the fourth or fifth recent triple a game that has had a really bad pc port like uh the last of us pc port was fucking awful this was really bad it seems like redfall is really bad it seems like redfall's ever uh, bad th everywhere, though. yeah th there were there were a couple of other ones but it's like for a while there in like the 2008 to like 2012 ish pc ports sucked uh and that's why people were like oh pc gaming's dead or whatever and then in like 2013 and on oh. people started realizing that if you also i was gonna say i think it was like 2015 was one of those like weird years where there were just so many bad pc ports yeah, and th then they just started to get really Yeah, but good. yeah, they got like they started getting good and then they got bad for it seemed like a couple of years and then all of a sudden they like it got like then they started not only good but they're like great and like drastically better than the console version. Yeah, and so like they're going backwards again it seems especially recently and it's one of those things where I talked to someone about this the other day. The ports for Spider-Man God of War and Uncharted were all very good, but those are ports of PS4 right. games. So it is possible that PC architecture was just good enough to brute force a lot of the issues out of those games. Uh, whereas the last of us version that was ported was the PS5 version. Interesting. Uh, and then like this game, I, I think the Jedi survivor looks incredible for how open it is. Uh, so it's, it's possible that like, I don't know. They're just, people are having a, a it, tough it, time. It's just one of those games where I'm so like, this, this might be a better experience in two months. Maybe and not like drastically better, but like, it might be enough, like a, a better experience that I might just wait a little bit. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I because like, that. in fact, I, I, I do, but I think like in the opposite, you could say that about Zelda because I think you need to be in the zeitgeist for it to be the best. Like if you play that in six yes, months, that, that, I agree that is not that. as yeah. much fun as like playing it right now. Yeah, where like you're talking to everybody about exactly. like, I found this crazy fucking thing and you're like, I've never seen that. What the hell are you talking about? Whereas like, you know, this game is very much a story based game. It takes the Metroidvania elements of the first one and blows them out to a hilarious degree. Like when I was trying to talk to Nukio about this, I I I don't know how to describe like there are five or six worlds depending on how you want to calculate it most of them are like mostly linear paths but there is the second world you get to kobo when i say it's open literally that planet if you put together everything from the first game just kobo is wow. bigger than that Oh, as like an open Jesus. explorable area there's all these branches and all this stuff and it gets to like a donkey kong 64 level of collectibles oh where it, they're fucking everywhere and like i didn't even know at the end of the game i unlocked some map upgrades that like show me where treasures and stuff are and i looked at the map and was like no no there's no way i walked by that many treasures it's impossible <laughs> and then you go back and you look and you're like oh i guess it was just like hidden in this weird fucking corner and there was like 40 mm. of them in here uh there, there's a lot of them and not a lot of them like really matter um, they, I, I think they did a better job in the first one. Like you would open up a chest and you'd be like, wow, it's my fifth different color poncho. Thanks, bro. They, they took that to heart here, but it depends on what kind of gamer you are. Like you're going to get a bunch of different kinds of pants. You're going to get a bunch of different kinds of shirts, uh, hair styles for Cal beard styles, 
Um, and I found that the harder the puzzle you solve, the dumber the hairstyle. Uh, so like one of the really hard ones, I got a mullet. Uh, and so you can have him have a mullet and a Fu Manchu if you so okay. desired. Uh, one of the things that I think is weird about that is like, I don't know. I, I, I made my character in Street Fighter Six look like a fucking moron, and his name was Jimmy Buffett. And that's because it's really funny to see a character named Jimmy Buffett who looks like an idiot uh, up, uppercut a cop from behind and then beat the shit out of Chun-Li. Whereas like in this game, I care about the story. So it's like hard for me to be like, yeah, we're rolling up yeah, right. a mullet to this like a really emotional weird scene i know people really like it but for me it was I, like ah i'm gonna leave him with his normal hair and kind of i, give I him can a see that being like your second or third playthrough if you really love this game uh but like yeah. your first playthrough like even when like spider-man's gonna be the same way like i'm gonna want to play it straight and just like pick a normal costume you know yeah, but so, like, there are way more when you find customizable things in the world. There's a lot more than just finding ponchos this time, basically. And also, like, there are definitely meaningful ones. Like, you'll get skill points, you'll get uh, health upgrades, you'll get force upgrades, things like that. Sometimes uh, you'll get upgrades that allow your droid to hack different kinds of robots. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think that it basically is very good iteration That's on the exciting. first game like they took they took what people said to heart and they made what i think is a really cool game and i don't know if it will do it for everybody because like some of the like platforming puzzly segments they go on for quite a while and i saw some people saying they thought that a lot of those went on for too long but it's like i like jumping around and solving those types of like uncharted slash assassin's creed ass puzzles uh, so I really liked that, but some of them did go on for quite a while. I think with me doing a lot of the side content, uh, like side quests, not necessarily finding everything. Cause if you look at my map, you're like, did you even play this game? Uh, I, I was around 29 hours for me personally, but I, on Kobo, uh, there is a bar that you can like rescue people for and then send them back to the bar and they serve different functions and will put you on different quests. Uh, do you remember the Adam Sandler film Big Daddy? Yes. Do you remember yes, Scuba Steve? What if I told you in this game there is a character named Scuba <laughs> Steve? And he is a weird little man with his weird little boat and he loves to fish. And you find him in the area and he'll tell you about how cool this fish is. And he's this little tiny dude in a diving suit. He'll get the fish and then he'll regale you with a tale about his sick pirate fisherman life is he a character that you would say like you wouldn't normally see this in a star wars i don't know okay. he's a little freak like a lot of star wars little freaks but he is great i, I definitely I heard him. great things like people weren't saying who it was but like talking about a character that like they really love Oh, yes. So the, the other character people like oh, is might be Turgle. Turgle. He's this weird little frog man, and he is the voice of Raz okay. from Psycho. Okay. <laughs> and he is the dumbest motherfucker. So this game ever. has a couple great characters, what you're saying. Oh, yeah. There, there are. You go into that bar and you can talk to these characters, and you're like, yes, this is a cast of stupid characters, but in a good way. Like, I, in that first game, you don't really interact with that many people, like, outside of the core crew. This game has way more of that. Like, there are way more characters, and, like, to me, it's one of those things where, to me, this game feels like Star Wars. And, like, when Star Wars hits for me, personally, it really hits. And then it has the other side where when it doesn't, boy, does it sure fucking not, which seems to happen most of the time now. But this game, to me, is good Star Wars action. Uh, I think that a lot of the plot is foreshadowed from a very, very hundred million miles away, but then they do some six swerves that make it kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. It's a cool game. It is much bigger than the first one. Uh, they will probably make this into a trilogy, and that third game should be fucking awesome. So... I don't know. It's just like if you like that first one and you were like, oh, I would like this a lot more if it was just right. better. <laughs> like, that's what this is, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, I I'm curious because Nukio just went back and beat the first one. 
he's not going to move right on to this one because he cares a lot about performance, I think. And also Zelda right. is going to happen. So he'll pro- I, I would have been really curious if he played them back to back, what his thoughts would have been. Cause like, obviously you and me would have had further separation right. from it. So like, I, I don't know if you went back to back, I wonder if it would seem as big a leap as it seemed to uh, me. Which I just played it personally, I think, last but it, year. So I'm kind of excited to, to, to try this yeah. new game and, and you hearing you talk about it. Yeah. I just, as well. I just think it works a lot better. And one of one of my favorite things is like, you know how in the first game there were the three lightsaber styles, there was the single saber, <laughs> uh, the dual blades, and then like, you know, like Darth Maul style double sided, but then also you yes, just have two lightsabers. Fun. They add two more styles in this one. Um, one is you have a lightsaber, but also a blaster. So you can just like lightsaber and then like shoot the shit out of people. Uh, and then you have the other one, which is my favorite one, which is like, it's like Kylo Ren's lightsaber where it's like way longer, but like, it's not just like a normal lightsaber. He holds it like it's a heavy sword. Okay. So he basically just has like a sick lightsaber great <laughs> okay. sword. Um, and I, I like that, but I mean, there's a skill tree for each one of them. You can have two equipped at a time. You just find the two you like, and then they get stupid strong. And they they improved the map. Still not the best map. I will say it's very frustrating sometimes. It is definitely way better than it was in the first game. Uh, They took a lot of the criticism about, like, the areas being a pain in the ass to traverse and, like, not enough fast travel to heart. There are way more meditation points. You can fast travel between them immediately. Uh, You basically, every area wraps around on itself in a Dark Souls-esque way where you create shortcuts. So then it's like, if you die, you're not running like back 40 miles. You can like climb up a rope that you cut down instead so that it saves you like 30 minutes of backtracking or whatever the fuck. It just, to me, it seems like an improvement in every way. So I I don't know. I really like this game. I, it was, I, I was not expecting to like it this much. And then I immediately was like, oh shit. I'm sucked into this, so it was very good, and I'm glad that I beat it before Zelda. <laughs> it definitely is. A, I'm excited, and it's something. I, as I said, I, I wait for a few more updates, and I bet in two months it'll be just a better game. Yeah, I especially on PS5 and Series X. I think by the time there's a couple more patches, it will be very good. Yeah, so. where I have a like, it, did it release on the the earlier consoles, the old consoles? Oh, it did not. Okay. Next gen only, which okay, you good. can tell. You can sure tell. <laughs> this is one of the first times where I was playing it and was like, "This does feel like a next oh, generation exciting. game." Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very cool. I think it, I, think uh, I did cool. want to mention before I talk about Resident Evil that I did try Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, that game, uh, yes. like, I think it's really cool. I'm so glad it exists, but it's, it's obviously not for me. Um, I, yeah. I don't, and like, I understand it's because it's a stylish action game and that's what they do, but I don't like that it grades you. I'm just never going to be good at like timing it. So like it's always I'm always going to have a low score and I know it doesn't matter the score, but it still bothers mm-hmm. me a little bit. So That's mm-hmm. fair. I get you. You know, when you're that. like I'm doing my best and I'm getting like C minus and D, it's doesn't it doesn't feel great. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, uh Resident Evil 4, uh I finally finished it. Uh I'm kind of sad it took this long, but I finally like this week just like sat down and really started playing it. Uh, I don't know if they need to say twisty son of a bitch. Uh, Leon needs to say that as many times as he says that in the game. Like, why? I don't Every time, like, they pop all. and, like, all of a sudden, like, they have, like, the, like, the tele, like, like coming out of their head, they have, like, those big, like, the, the, yeah, the plug thing. Like, come on, he, yeah. he says, like, twisty son of a bitch. Every fucking I time. I don't remember man. that at well, all. Okay. <laughs> well that's that's fun um, I, I don't know how i feel about this game like it's good i recognize it's a great game but like i think like i keep i keep comparing it to dead space and like i do feel a little underwhelmed with this game because it just like and i mean this in a good way but like they just it feels like they took resident evil 4 
made the made it look nicer and then just stuck like resident evil 2 game mechanics into it and like that's the game which i know i said like that's what i wanted playing like dead space and just seeing how like it felt like more like dead space 1.25 they took what dead space was and then just like kind of like reworked the entire game turned it into more of a metroidvania made it so it's all interconnected uh where like i don't know like resident evil still stills feels like a, just like a linear experience going from point a to you know point like i don't know d at the end or whatever you want to call it like you're just kind of still just like pretty much going a path if, if that makes sense no yeah which yes makes sense uh so i i still think it's a good game it's definitely going to make my top 10 at the end of the year i as soon as i finished it i started another playthrough uh but like for me i do think dead space is just like the better game I, w- I was just more impressed with dead space what they changed where i don't feel like they changed a ton with resident evil 4. well they removed one of the bosses though so uh, but it's it was still a lot of fun um i think they could have gotten a better voice actor for leon i know he's it's not the dead. same one they i don't know what did their lines in Resident Evil 4 it's are so fucking hammy, shitty anyways that, like, I... It's bad. It's bad. And that's why I love it. That's <laughs> like, why I love uh, it. It's so bad. <laughs> just, like, his whole banter with Ashley at the end of that game, I'm just like, man, both of you shut the fuck up. Yes. This is so bad. I just love so it. Bad. I know we've talked about it before, but he's like, Baby Eagle, a.k.a. the President's Daughter, a.k.a. Ashley. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's the whole, defeats the whole purpose of the fucking code name. Oh, so, dumb yeah. clown. But either way, it's uh, it was a it's a fun. It's it's dumb. It's fun. I do agree with you that like tension is lost because the game it just plays better. But I can't complain about that because like it's just yeah. it's more enjoyable to play than it was before. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and like, and if you want a tougher experience, you can put it on a harder difficulty. I did. I feel like I did die plenty playing on standard. Oh, but but that was me. So. Yeah, I I did as well, but I also suck at right, right. shooting and aiming. So, you know, it happens. And, oh my god, there are treasures everywhere in this game. So. There are treasures everywhere, everywhere yeah. in that game, so, yes. Uh, at yes, least it, it tells you where they are. So that way you don't have to be like, did I miss these or what's going on? Um, and yeah, you're slotting emeralds into like statues to make their shit go Just, up. Yeah. And, uh, so so my goal well, is well, to well, basically well, max out every weapon. Like buy every weapon and max it out and then I'll be like, feel like I, I beat, the, like I finished the game, so... I don't know why, but like uh, that to me, I, I will feel like I've like experienced as much of the game as I want to. Like to me, that's like one hundred percenting it. So, gotta get the special. Because I'm not going to. Um, there's no world where I'm going to like play the game on like the hardest difficulty because like that's never even fun to me. Uh, so I won't like truly one hundred percent it. But like if I max out all the weapons, I will have collected everything. Like I will consider that like one hundred percenting it, and I will be satisfied. So. I getcha. I getcha. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I think that uh, might do it this week. I gotta eat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little hungry as well. So. But oh man, I just. I know. Like I, I, oh my god! Thursday night, I'm just gonna like. Oh, I'm so excited for Thursday night. Thursday night at midnight, I already preloaded it. It's downloaded. It's ready to rip every time. I hate the way Nintendo does it. By the way, fucking on PlayStation, when you pre-order a game digitally, if you like, there's a big countdown timer on it that says like this is when Nintendo's like fuck that shit. Just put the Mm -hmm. icon right there with no indication of when you can play this. So like you'll play it or you'll hit it and then it'll take a second and then be like, sorry, dumbass. See, that's why I'm just going to, I'm going to buy it Thursday night. I'll have it preloaded and then I'll just go to bed. I'll let it start preloading. And then when I wake up, it better start fucking working at like six 30 or seven. 
Well, but then then there's times where like you're closer to the release and you're like, oh, what sure. if they released it early? And then you go to it and the internet lags for a second and you're like, oh, is it? It's going. It's taking longer this time. Is this it? Uh, Am I in? And then it doesn't. And you're like, I'm gonna throw my switch out the window. Why do you guys do this? Just give me a fucking uh, timer. Because like they're also really inconsistent. Some games they release at like 9 p.m. EST the night before because like I don't know why not. And then other games, they're like, no, it doesn't come out to like noon the next day. Right. This will come out at midnight every time, I think, because it's simultaneous or whatever. But it's just one of those things where it's like, Nintendo, how hard is it to program a fucking timer into this? Like, and, what? It, what? I assume Nintendo doesn't do let you preload it. No, they did. Buy it right now and preload it. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Yes. And then I'm going to do that like anytime. Yeah. So, and I think I, I'm pretty sure oh, it is the day okay. one patch. So, like, I'll just too, do that. So. Like. Or like get patched for the first, and then my plan will just be to get up at like six thirty on Friday morning and just start playing. So I also think this is one of my other favorite things about looking at the leaks was like people were like, I don't know, man, the performance isn't like super awesome, and then they put out the day one patch, and people were like, wow, that vastly improved everything. I was like, yes, Nintendo. Man, okay, this is gonna be a tough (laughs) week. It's just gonna be like just like just survive the week, (laughs) survive till Friday. Yes. So with that, that'll do it for us here. We will see you in two weeks and we will talk about Zelda. And that's possible. Maybe that'll be it. I don't know. Because I don't know what news is going to happen. Yeah, I I think I think I think the Zelda is such a big like video game zeitgeist. Like even people with place like like in Sony are probably excited about Zelda coming out and like they're going to be wanting to play it. So like. I just don't expect a lot of news other than like Zelda this week. No, yeah, I don't either. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it for us. Uh, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi, excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will be back in two weeks. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>